0: hey guys welcome to the bitcoin fortress podcast helping you increase your financial freedom this is episode 98 recorded here on january 14th 2024 this podcast is for entertainment only and is not investing advice so please do your own homework Well, we'll start with the market update and outlook and lots of Bitcoin news this week, mostly around the ETFs. Uh, So I did try to pick up some things that I thought were interesting uh, about that. And of course, the FUD is out. And of course, Bitcoin sold off. Sell the news. And uh, the, so anyway, there's some some positive uh, takes and some negative takes, so we'll go through all that. And we'll wrap up with a highlight of this week's Substack post. Starting with the market, stocks mostly fell Friday, but edged higher for the week as traders examined the first batch of fourth quarter earnings in a pair of closely watched inflation reports and unexpected downtick. In-producer price inflation provided a source of optimism on the session, although this was largely overshadowed by a jump in oil prices and a fall in shares of airline companies and health insurers. Bank stocks were also in focus amid a rush of earnings from the sector. Two-year Treasury yields tumbled to their lowest levels since May, dropping 24 basis points for the week as an unexpected decline in producer prices reversed trader pessimism from a surprise bounce in consumer prices. For the week, the Dow Jones edged up 0.3%, while the S&P gained 1.8%, and the NASDAQ jumped 3.1%. Looking ahead, The energy sector could be the focus next week as crude oil futures continue to bounce around after U.S. and British airstrikes in Houthi-controlled areas of Yemen added to the rising tensions in the Middle East. Oil tanker stocks and shipping stocks rallied on Friday off the development. The earnings reports will also begin to ramp up during the holiday-shortened week, led by financial companies heading into the Q4 earnings season consensus EPS estimates have been cut by 6% since September versus a typical 4% reduction in estimates. However, earnings breadth, which is the total number of companies with positive EPS growth, is expected to improve for the third straight quarter. The event calendar for the week ahead includes a Samsung Galaxy Unpacked event, Needham Growth Conference, and several speeches by Federal Reserve officials and shareholders vote for Spirit Realty Capital on the acquisition offer from Realty Income. The crypto market could also see another high volume week of big swings. In Bitcoin news, uh, first up is the Hodler's Digest from Cointelegraph for the week January 7th to 13th. Some of the top stories, some of which of course we'll go into a little bit more detail, Spot Bitcoin ETF receives official approval from the SEC. The U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission has officially approved the United States' first regulated Spot Bitcoin exchange traded funds. On January 10th, the regulator approved applications from ARC 21 Shares, Invesco Galaxy, VanEck, Wisdom Tree, Fidelity, Valkyrie, BlackRock, Grayscale, Bitwise, and Franklin Templeton. Just one day after a false announcement posted from the SEC's official Twitter account wreaked havoc on markets. The first day of trading reached more than $4.5 billion in total volume across the 10 ETFs, with Grayscale Bitcoin Trust as a top performer, handling $2.3 billion in volume on day one. SEC did not have two-factor authentication-enabled X safety team on fake Bitcoin ETF post. The US SEC did not have two-factor authentication enabled on its main X account, allowing a hacker to gain access to it and publish a false approval of a spot Bitcoin exchange-traded fund. According to X, formerly Twitter, an unidentified actor gained control of the phone number associated with the account and used that to gain access to the SEC's official X page. This type of hack is commonly known as a SIM swap. The security breach was followed by requests from senators calling on the SEC to provide a report to Congress within the next few days. The Federal Bureau of Investigation is investigating the security incident. Uh, You just can't make this stuff up, folks. Venezuela's unlucky PetroCoin to shut down January 15th after six years. According to a report, Venezuelan national cryptocurrency, the Petro, will cease to operate on January 15th. Uh, according to press reports the coin was created in 2018 to help the country evade united states sanctions but was never widely used the state-run oil-backed crypto was launched after the country's fiat currency the bolivar declined sharply under pressure from united states sanctions and after bitcoin had already gained a firm foothold in the country the petro was not a central bank digital currency the central bank of venezuela announced plans to create a cbdc in 2021 but those plans never came to fruition. Hmm. Maybe they should have adopted Bitcoin. Uh, Sam Bankman-Fried retains new counsel ahead of sentencing hearing. Former FTX CEO, Sam SBF Bankman-Fried has filed notice in federal court that he has retained a new counsel before his sentencing hearing for seven criminal charges in a January 9th filing Tori Young and Mark Mukasey of Mukasey Young LLP said they represented Bankman-Fried. SPF's legal team also filed a sealed document which could suggest a possible appeal to his November conviction. A jury found Bankman-Fried guilty on seven count, seven charges of fraud, conspiracy to commit fraud, and conspiracy to commit money laundering last October. The sentencing is scheduled for March 28th overseen by Judge Lewis Kaplan in New York. USDC issuer Circle files for IPO in the United States. Circle Internet Financial, the issuer of the U.S. dollar coin, has filed for an initial public offering in the United States, according to Reuters. The company expects the IPO to proceed after the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission completes the review process, adding that this is still subject to market conditions. In 2021, Circle announced plans to go public through a merger with blank check company Concord Acquisition Corp initially valued at $4.5 billion. The transaction was later called off. Uh, let's see, what else? At the end of the week, Bitcoin is at 43619 Ether at 3025.28, and Ripple at $0.57. Cents. The total market cap is at $1.7 trillion, and uh, all we really care about is Bitcoin. Uh, Shitcoins are rallying. Who cares? Uh, most memorable quotations from the week. Uh, this one from Eric Balkunas, ETF analyst at Bloomberg. Order granting spot Bitcoin ETFs accelerated approval. It's over. Thank God. Kathy Wood, CEO of Ark Invest, our bull case and we think the probability of the bull case has increased with the SEC approval. Our bull case is 1.5 million by 2030, more on that later. Gary Gensler, chairman of the SEC, while we approved the listing and trading of certain spot Bitcoin ETP shares today, we did not approve or we did not approve or endorse Bitcoin. Okay, Gary. Uh, Victor Jung, Head of Digital Assets at Hamilton Lane. We believe that tokenization has the potential to revolutionize the way investments are managed and traded. Hmm. Uh, Patrick McHenry, U.S. Representative. The steps taken today are a significant improvement over the SEC's track record of regulation by enforcement. And finally, uh, prediction of the week. Bitcoin price sells off after ETF approval have investors turned bearish. Bitcoin price dropped by 6.8% between January 11th and January 12th, confirming bear's theory of a sell-the-news-style event occurring after the approval of a spot Bitcoin exchange-traded fund. The much-anticipated event ensued after a 75% rally in the 90 days leading to the initial trading on January 11th. This partially explains the lack of excitement and the subsequent price correction down to uh, 43180 Traders are now questioning whether investors are becoming bearish after multiple failed attempts to break above 47000 in the last week. On one hand, there is some rationale behind the fear, meaning market makers and whales that tried to front run the spot ETF issuers by buying ahead of the launch might be forced to sell at a loss if this hypothesis is valid furthermore bitcoin miners might feel pressured to sell some of their holdings given that the halving is less than 100 days away there's uncertainty about how spot bitcoin etfs will perform after weekends due to possible market volatility inadequate information about how the etfs work might lead to panic sell contributing to recent price declines in the cryptocurrency market um yeah well you know, if you're not trading it, I guess you're fine. Just buy and hold. Stay humble, Stack Sats. Uh And that about wraps it up. There's a few other things in here, but we'll get into it uh, later on in the, in the show. Next up from uh, Crypto Potato. This was posted on January 14th. Always like to include something from them, just like the name, I guess. Uh, Here's a timeline of events leading to spot Bitcoin ETF approval in the U.S. Uh, the The journey began 10 years ago, and there are industry participants who laid the foundation for the SEC's decision. Earlier this week, a long wait for the launch of a spot Bitcoin exchange traded fund in the United States ended after the Securities and Exchange Commission approved 11 products for listing and trading. The journey began 10 years ago and uh, there are several participants who laid the foundation. So in 2013, Cameron and Tyler Winklevoss, co-founders of the crypto exchange Gemini, applied with the SEC to launch a spot Bitcoin ETF for the first time. The same year crypto asset management firm grayscale investments launched its bitcoin investment trust or gbtc an open-ended private bitcoin trust after several adjustments to their application the sec rejected the Winklevoss twins request in 2017 on the grounds that bitcoin markets were not mature enough within the same period grayscale which had filed with the commission to convert gbtc into a spot bitcoin etf the year before Withdrew its application, citing underdevelopment of the regulatory environment. The Winklevoss brothers went on to file a second application for a Bitcoin ETF in 2018, but encountered another rejection from the SEC within a month. At the time, the agency said BTC markets were prone to manipulation. Two years later, Grayscale transformed GBTC into an SEC reporting entity with its shares trading on pink sheets. Asset manager Van Eck filed a proposal with the SEC to launch a spot Bitcoin ETF, and rival firm Bitwise withdrew an application filed in 2019 for a similar product. In 2021, Bitwise filed another request. The SEC rejected Van Eck's proposal, and Gary Gensler replaced Jay Clinton as SEC chair. Same year, Grayscale filed another application with the SEC, but the agency approved the first U.S. Futures Bitcoin ETF instead. By 2022, the commission had rejected applications from several asset managers including Skybridge, Fidelity, Bitwise, and Grayscale. Since Grayscale would not have the SEC's decision, it dragged the agency to court, and in, in 2023, the federal appeals judge ordered the latter to reevaluate the application. Before the landmark Grayscale ruling, asset managers like Ark Invest, BlackRock, Fidelity, and Invesco had filed applications with the SEC to launch spot Bitcoin ETFs. While it appeared the SEC would reject the request, as it had done in the past years, the agency's decision not to appeal the court's ruling increased the likelihood that the opposite would be the case. By the end of 2023, a total of 13 asset managers had filed for spot Bitcoin ETFs, and the deadline for the SEC's decision was set on January 10th. As optimism around the SEC's decision grew, the agency's X account was compromised on January 9th, 2024, and a tweet announcing the approval of all the applications was posted. However, the news was debunked within an hour as Gensler revealed that the post was unauthorized and the products had not been approved yet. Amid market volatility and speculation surrounding the spot Bitcoin ETF approvals, the SEC finally greenlighted the products on January 10th. By the next day, 11 ETFs started trading on several securities exchanges and amassed $4 billion in volumes with 700,000 trades. Uh, so that's the story. Kind of a long history there. Uh, next up, uh, this is for Bitcoin.com. This was posted a couple days ago. Grayscale's 4,000 Bitcoin transfer worth 175 million stirs market speculation amid record ETF trading volume. Uh, The financial world is currently abuzz, especially following the debut of the new spot Bitcoin exchange-traded fund, which saw a staggering $4.6 billion in trading volume on its first day. Concurrently, Bitcoin's values experienced a 5.5% decline relative to the US dollar. Amidst these market movements, it was observed on Friday that Grayscale's reserves diminished by 4,000 Bitcoin, equivalent to $175 million, based on prevailing exchange rates. While there's no absolute confirmation of the specific addresses Grayscale uses for its Bitcoin holdings, Arkham Intelligence had previously identified the company's wallets in September 2023. Arkham's analysis at that time highlighted that the trust Bitcoin assets were dispersing across more than 1,750 different addresses, with each holding no more than 1,000 Bitcoin. On Friday, the blockchain analytics and explorer service Arkham took to social media to post Arkham data. Where else can you watch ETF assets being settled in real time? This post was accompanied by a link to the identified grayscale wallet, sparking further interest in the matter. Social media rapidly buzzed with the unfolding news. One user commented on Platform X Looks like Wall Street finally has enough exit liquidity from the ETF news cycle to dump their bags now. As of the latest update, Arkham's tracking of identified wallets indicates that Grayscale manages 617,853 Bitcoin, valued at $26 billion. Furthermore, Arkham's data reveals that Grayscale possesses 2.99 million Ethereum. However, as of Friday, January 12, 2024, Grayscale's official website states that their Bitcoin holdings amount to 619,162 Bitcoin. Arkham's records showed that the last movement of funds from Grayscale's wallets occurred two weeks ago, with the destination being Coinbase. Although these funds are being transferred to Coinbase, it's not definitive whether they are being sold or if Coinbase is merely reassigning them to different addresses for custody purposes. Despite the lack of certainty, many speculators on social media often infer that such transfers are indicative of sales. While this could be the case, it's important to note that there is no concrete evidence to confirm these assumptions. Data further indicates that more than $3 billion is traded across all spot Bitcoin ETFs on Friday with GBTC, BlackRock's iBit, and Bitwise's BITB at the forefront of this activity. In an update to his followers on the social media platform X, Bloomberg ETF analyst James Seifert clarified that the total net inflows amounted to $655 million. Uh, so again, a lot of uh, excitement and speculation around ETFs. A lot of people will probably choose to trade these things. Um, and I certainly don't advocate for buying Bitcoin ETF unless you have to because you don't have another option in your investing account. but even if you have an IRA, you can, you can own Bitcoin directly in an IRA. there's plenty of providers. Um, I use, uh, um, Unchained Capital has a nice one. Um, but there's, there's others out there as well. So, you know, if you have an IRA, there's, there's really no excuse to, you can hold Bitcoin, uh, in, in that vehicle. But if you have a 401k at work, then you gotta, you know, the committee has to say it's okay, and probably nobody's going to do that, so that's not an option. So, if you just have cash, it's just better to buy Bitcoin and hold it in cold storage because, uh, you know, why take the counter? Why put counterparty risk into something that has no counterparty risk? I guess is the how I would sum it up. Next up, uh, this was posted two days ago on Bitcoin.com. Vanguard blocks customers from trading SEC-approved spot Bitcoin ETFs. So this was the little eyebrow raiser. Excitement buzzed through financial markets on Thursday as U.S. spot Bitcoin exchange-traded funds finally began trading after years of anticipation. However, soon after the market opened, some people shared on social media platform X that their financial institutions, including Vanguard, aren't offering spot Bitcoin ETFs. A Vanguard spokeswoman confirmed to CNBC that the company has no plans to launch a Bitcoin ETF of its own or to list funds from other issuers, stating, While we continuously evaluate our brokerage offer and evaluate new product entries onto the market, spot Bitcoin ETFs will not be available for purchase on the Vanguard platform. We also have no plans to offer Vanguard Bitcoin ETFs or other crypto-related products. Our perspective is that these products do not align with our offer focused on asset classes such as equities, bonds, and cash, which Vanguard views as the building blocks of a well-balanced long-term investment portfolio, the Vanguard spokesperson added. Frustrated by Vanguard's stance on Bitcoin ETFs, several Bitcoin enthusiasts said they closed their Vanguard accounts and moved their funds to platforms like Fidelity for access to these newly approved products. A number of users also reported that Vanguard now only allows them to sell to sell their grayscale Bitcoin trust holdings, even though they were previously able to buy them. Uh, Several other investment banks, including UBS, Morgan Stanley, Bank of America's Merrill Lynch, Citi and Edward Jones also reportedly held off on offering spot Bitcoin ETFs to their customers on the first day. While some plan to offer access in the future, Possibly with certain conditions, others haven't indicated their stance. Um, so I guess this is Operation Choke Point 3.0, right? They're not going to let people, uh, they're going to, you know, the banks will, will decide what's best for you, uh, basically. So um, I had an IRA in Vanguard, and uh, I rolled it over into uh, a Bitcoin Um, IRA a long time ago so thankfully I don't do business with them anymore uh, but and I'm not a fan of the ETFs anyway but you should have uh, the right to invest in what you want to invest in and um, this kind of nanny stuff is is uh, quite frankly BS so there Uh, next up is from Coindesk this article uh, was posted on January 12th. A little FUD. Bitcoin tumbles below 42K. Coinbase and miners plunge as Bitcoin ETF mania becomes sell the news route. Bitcoin dropped below 42,000 on Friday, plunging almost 10% as the euphoria over the Bitcoin ETFs approved this week gave way to a massive route. Bitcoin has been as high as 46000 earlier Friday and surged to a two-year high of 49000 on Thursday when Bitcoin ETFs began trading in the U.S., but the heady prices didn't last long. Shares of Coinbase, the crypto exchange that provides vital custody services to much of the ETF issuers, lost 7.4% on Friday. Bitcoin miners, Marathon Digital, Hut 8, and Riot platforms all sank at least 10%. Marathon fared worse, slumping 15%. The declines happened a day after spot Bitcoin exchange-traded funds began trading, marking a significant milestone for the industry. Bitcoin ETFs are traditional financial vehicles that may give retail and institutional investors alike easier exposure to Bitcoin's price. Friday's price declines may not be a surprise. Research firm CryptoQuant predicted last month that Bitcoin would fall to as low as 32000 in the next month after an ETF approval being a sell-the-news event. Notably, previous landmark events such as Coinbase's stock market listing in April 2021 and ProShares' futures-based Bitcoin ETF debut in October 2021 happened near a significant peak in crypto prices, possibly foreshadowing cooling ahead. Bitcoin posted a massive 80% rally since early October without significant pullbacks to hit a two-year high as anticipation increased to a fever pitch into Thursday's spot Bitcoin ETF launch, a significant milestone for the digital asset industry that expands investor access to the largest crypto asset. Crypto research firm SwissBlock noted in a Friday market report that the last leg of the Bitcoin rally to 49 into Thursday's Bitcoin ETF launch showed signs of running out of fuel, with sellers stepping in above the 47,500 price level. The recent dynamics in Bitcoin have not lived up to the expectations set by many Bitcoin maximalists. With the asset failing to break the 50K mark and the hype surrounding ETF showing signs of cooling down, Swiss block analysts wrote, the critical question now is whether the market can sustain upward momentum. The 42,000 price level forms a significant liquidity zone where Bitcoin may bounce from as buyers might enter the market. The report explained, if this support level falters, the next key zone to watch is the CME gap at 40000 it added. And my thoughts on this are, you know, just stay humble and stack sats. Don't worry about the price and don't trade it. Um, Honestly, the lower price is a gift to the HODLers to continue to accumulate uh, Bitcoin at low prices. Stay humble, stack sats. Uh, More in the FUD department, Uh, the Elizabeth Warren front Better Markets doubles down on bashing Bitcoin, calls it, quote, worthless. The recent approval of spot Bitcoin exchange traded funds by the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission has stirred a heated debate with Better Markets, a nonprofit organization advocating financial reform expressing strong opposition the organization has raised concerns about potential harm to investors markets and financial stability in an official statement dennis kelleher co-founder president and ceo of better markets called the sec's decision a historic mistake he criticized the approval stating that it will pave the way for the mass marketing of a known quote worthless volatile and fraud-filled financial product to mainstream American, mainstream americans The organization doubles down on its previous statement by thrashing Bitcoin, even further stating the SEC's action today has changed nothing about this worthless financial product. Bitcoin and crypto still have no legitimate use, remain the preferred products of speculators, gamblers, predators, and criminals, and continue to be cesspools of fraud, manipulation, and criminality. Gee, that's kind of describing the legacy financial system to me. But anyway, Uh, The quote goes on to say that's why this approval of a Bitcoin ETF is an an historic mistake that will not only unleash crypto predators on tens of millions of investors and retirees, but will also likely undermine financial stability. Hmm. Kelleher argued that Despite the SEC's approval, Bitcoin and digital assets still lack legitimate use and remain the preferred choices of speculators, gamblers, predators, and criminals, a view that closely resembles those of Jamie Dimon and Senator Elizabeth Warren. Hmm, I wonder why. He emphasized the absence of SEC regulation or policing in the spot Bitcoin market. Addressing the court decision in favor of Grayscale, a digital asset manager of Better Markets contested the notion that the SEC's defeat compelled them to approve the ETFs, The court merely stated that the SEC failed to adequately explain its prior rejection. According to Kelleher, he highlighted alarming statistics suggesting that a significant portion of Bitcoin trading, up to 95%, could be due to wash trading. Notably, in a similar statement in mid-December, SEC Chair Gary Gensler hinted that the court ruling in grayscale SEC case moved the regulator to reconsider the spot Bitcoin ETF applications. The organization added, the court in Grayscale merely said that the SEC failed to sufficiently explain its prior rejection. The SEC could and should have rejected the ETF applications and better detailed why it did so, importantly, including uh, a showing that as much as 77.5% of the total trading volume on unregulated exchanges was due to wash trading, and as much as 95% of Bitcoin trading could be due to wash trading. Four levels of false comfort for investors. Kelleher expressed concerns about the false sense of security that the SEC's approval might bring to investors. He outlined four levels of potential false comfort, the SEC's approval itself, the involvement of well-known ETF investment vehicles, the participation of traditional financial firms like BlackRock and Fidelity, and the belief in meaningful regulation and investor protections. SEC Commissioner Carolyn Crenshaw added her voice to the dissent, stating that the agency's decision was unsound and ahistorical. She expressed worry about these products flooding the market and affecting retirement accounts of households. She stated, I'm concerned that these products will flood the markets and land squarely in the retirement accounts of U.S. households who could least afford to lose their savings to the fraud and manipulation that appears prevalent in the spot Bitcoin markets and will impact the ETPs. Well, I would say that I have lost my retirement savings to the fraud and manipulation in the legacy financial system. So there. Better markets questions regulatory effectiveness. Better, better markets question the effectiveness of regulatory bodies in policing the digital asset industry. The statement criticized Rostin Benham, the chairman of the Commodities Futures Trading Commission, accusing him of being more of a biased crypto cheerleader than an independent financial regulator. An argument raised by better markets is the potential increased interconnectedness of digital assets with traditional financial and banking systems. This, it argued, could dramatically heighten the risk of systemic crashes and bailouts, drawing parallels to the decision to deregulate derivatives in 2000s. That, as asserted by better markets, led to the financial crash of 2008. Oh, really? Come on. That was not the reason why the financial crash of 2008 happened. The Better Markets report drew numerous feedbacks from <clears throat> Bitcoin community ranging from comparison to the launch of the internet in 1995 to questions on why the organization is filled with so much hatred towards Bitcoin. A user compared the recent statements with Clifford Stolls who stated in 1995 that no online database will replace your daily newspaper. Another user draws similarities between the current clash and the frustration of horse dealers with the introduction of automobiles. Another comment pointed out hard money characteristics of Bitcoin, stating it's a better money than dollars. A user turned to humor, stating astonishment as to why Better Markets Report is so passionate at bashing Bitcoin. Jan Pritzker, co-founder and CTO of Swan, joined in the debate, stating that this argument by Better Markets is provably wrong as he enclosed the thread of Bitcoin's use cases. Eric Voorhees, founder of Shapeshift, also weighed in on the matter, highlighting Bitcoin's use case as a wealth preservation method amid inflationary chaos of fiat currencies. In another comment, a user brought forth a compelling argument stating that if Bitcoin is worthless, it should be easy and cheap to acquire. The SEC's approval of Bitcoin ETFs has ignited criticism in Bitcoin skeptics, with better markets at the forefront, labeling it a historic mistake. The debate hinges on concerns about the lack of regulation in the spot Bitcoin market, potential false assurances for investors, and the broader systemic risks associated with increased digital asset integration into traditional financial systems. Many Bitcoiners, on the other hand, dismiss these arguments as invalid, stating that Bitcoin is hard money, and that approval of spot Bitcoin ETFs will grant everyday Americans better access to a better and safer monetary system. Uh, and I would have to agree with the Bitcoiners there. I think that the real fraud is the legacy system. Although I don't like the ETFs, I think you should own Bitcoin in self custody. And uh, I do think that maybe the Bitcoin ETFs could be promoted eventually uh, because they're captured because the government or the uh, uh, institutions can literally take the Bitcoin and you don't you don't you can't stop them uh and that they could make self-custody uh maybe not illegal that that would probably be pushing it Uh, although they could certainly do that because they've made it illegal to own gold uh you know for a long time in the united states um but they could certainly make it really really hard uh, on people to self-custody and to use bitcoin in a sovereign way and so that's what we all need to pay attention to Uh, Next up is Cointelegraph. Uh, This article, uh, let's see, was posted uh, yesterday. Gold on steroids. Bitcoin gold correlation surges in 2023. Uh, This from Fidelity. The correlation between Bitcoin and gold increased during 2023, according to a recent report from asset manager Fidelity. Fidelity's analysis shows Bitcoin's price decoupled from its previously inverse relationship with interest rates and even rallied despite global rates increasing worldwide, which usually leads to a drop in demand for risk assets. Over the past 12 months, gold prices have followed the same pattern. And then there's a quote, but this past year we saw a complete decoupling of this relationship as real rates continue to rise with inflation subsiding and treasury yields screaming higher at one of the fastest paces in history. With Bitcoin not only holding steady but then rallying, could this be due to an idiosyncratic event such as the anticipation of a spot ETP, perhaps? But we do not think so because gold has also been showing similar behaviors recently. In 2023, gold experienced significant fluctuations but showed strong performance against several currencies overall. Gold's price in the United States dollars jumped 14.6% in 2023 with notable variations among different currency pairs. The asset performance was primarily driven by geopolitical risks and central bank demand. Bitcoin, meanwhile, gained 156% in 2023. Historically, Bitcoin has been relatively non-correlated to gold over the longer term, but recently has shown an increase in correlation as both both have rallied. The investment company speculated on the reasons for the increased correlation between the commodities, stating that investors might be watching the United States' growing fiscal deficit or even anticipating a change in interest rates. We can only speculate as to what these real asset markets may be saying, but one possible explanation is that both Bitcoin and gold are saying that the bond market may be wrong or that both assets are sniffing something else out, such as the United States' ...increasingly large and structural fiscal deficits. Perhaps the Bitcoin market may be anticipating more debt monetization by the Federal Reserve in the future... ...or anticipating rate cuts, given that our research shows that Bitcoin's price is highly correlated not to consumer price inflation, but rather inflation in the money supply itself and various liquidity metrics. Fidelity's analysis also points to a tighter supply environment for Bitcoin as the amount of long-term holders has reached another all-time high of 70%. It appears to us that the last few years of the bear market have forged some very strong hands in terms of holding period, even in the face of a 160% plus rally in Bitcoin at the time of writing in mid-December. We have not observed these long-term and illiquid coins moving in response to the price to take profit. So I thought that was quite interesting and it would make sense. I mean, I I think Bitcoin and gold have a lot in common, uh, you know, as a a store of value, certainly, Uh, although uh, Bitcoin is superior to gold in many ways, many, many ways. Um, But it would make sense that they would start to be correlated in the current uh, wacky fiscal and uh, monetary environment that we are in next article bitcoin magazine january 12th blackrock ceo larry fink says bitcoin is an asset class that protects you so of course he's talking his book and the only reason why wall street's in this is to make money let's be fair they don't really like bitcoin they certainly don't want it to take down their system Uh, so the easiest way to sort of uh, beat them is to join them but to capture you know the asset and so he's going to be uh touting this although my thought has always been that maybe this is like a trojan horse type of a thing where you know uh ironically the elevation of bitcoin and uh the the, the um advertising and the making it available and the etfs and everything will cause more education to occur which will then lead people to hey i should probably own this myself instead of have someone else hold it for me um so it could actually work more in our favor uh you just don't know how the game theory will play out um it's you know people have to be curious they have to do the research and then they have to realize that hey this is something i want to own in my own possession just like you know physical gold you know if it's better to own a physical gold coin than it is to own a gold etf but there's still plenty of people that want to own gold etfs even though um, they can be rubbed so uh anyway in a notable statement blackrock ceo larry fink has expressed a positive perspective on bitcoin during an interview today with cnbc affirming that it is quote an asset that protects you i believe it goes up if the world is frightened if people have fearful geopolitical risks they're fear- fearful of their own risks said Fink, it's no different than what gold represented over thousands of years it is an asset class that protects you Fink's recognition of bitcoin as a protective asset suggests helps shift the narrative surrounding the digital currency emphasizing its role As a safeguard amid economic uncertainties, this endorsement from the head of the world's largest asset management firm is a significant milestone for Bitcoin's acceptance within mainstream financial circles. Unlike gold, where we manufacture new gold, we're almost at the ceiling of the amount of Bitcoin that can be created," Fink continued, What we're trying to do is offer an instrument that can store wealth. The statement comes just two days after the United States Securities Exchange Commission approved BlackRock's alongside 10 other asset managers spot Bitcoin ETF. Fink's positive sentiment further adds to the growing chorus of influential figures recognizing Bitcoin's potential to play a protective role in an investment portfolio. As the Bitcoin market continues to evolve, statements like these from key industry figures contribute to shaping a positive narrative around Bitcoin, potentially influencing broader market segments and paving the way for increased adoption. And of course, that's what I just said, hopefully that's what happens uh and then the last article this week is from bitcoin.com this was updated two days ago uh and uh, just wanted to since we talked about fud and i like to be balanced in my coverage uh, let's talk about a little hopium arc invest now sees higher probability of bitcoin soaring to one and a half million dollars ceo says kathy wood the ceo of arc invest management doubled down on her bitcoin price predictions on thursday following the approval of 11 spot bitcoin exchange traded funds by the sec referencing arc's big ideas 2023 and there's a link uh, in the article by the way i'll post links to all these articles that i'm covering in the show notes the asset management firm's yearly report highlighting the technological breakthroughs evolving today and creating the potential for super exponential growth tomorrow wood explained our base case is in the $600,000 range for the price of Bitcoin. ARK's bull case prediction sees the price of Bitcoin reaching $1.48 million per coin. Wood detailed, we think the probability of the bull case is increased with this ETF approval. This is a green light. Our bull case is $1.5 million by 2030. Six years. Hmm. This is a big idea. It is the first global decentralized digital rules-based monetary system in history. It's a very big idea, the ARK Invest executive opined. ARK and 21 shares spot Bitcoin ETF proposal was one of the 11 spot Bitcoin ETFs approved by the SEC on Wednesday. On the first day of trading, spot Bitcoin ETFs racked up $4.6 billion in trading volume. BlackRock, the world's largest asset manager, debuted its iShares Bitcoin Trust with $1 billion in trading volume. Wood recently said that she expects spot Bitcoin ETFs to attract substantial institutional flows into Bitcoin, pushing the price of Bitcoin much higher. Despite the approval of 11 uh, spot Bitcoin ETFs, SEC Gary Gensler stressed that the agency did not approve or endorse Bitcoin. And of course, you know, we have to realize Kathy's probably pumping her bags as well, but I don't know. She might be right. Just stay humble and stack sads. And then, uh, last, uh, just to quickly highlight this week's featured post on the uh, Substack Bitcoin Fortress that I do, I do two articles usually a week. Um, And this one is entitled Enhancing Mobile Privacy, the pros and cons of using a VPN. So sometimes I write about things besides Bitcoin. So this week it's uh, about VPNs. So check it out. And uh, if you don't mind, please subscribe. It's free. And with that, we are wrapped up. So thanks for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed, enjoyed the show, please like and leave a comment. Also, don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. You can also follow my substack. It's at BitcoinFortress.substack.com. Uh, you can follow me on Noster. My NPUB is included uh, in the show notes. And, uh, by the way, listen to the podcast on Fountain and you can earn sats just for listening. Um, and with that, I will talk to y'all next week. Bye-bye.